It's a big responsibility to be human. That is a massively potent truth from Dr. Jamal Frewster. Join me and Jamal for a conversation that will help you navigate the discomforts of being human. In this episode, you'll learn the importance of leaning the fuck in, the reasons why we run away from or avoid discomfort, what it really looks like to integrate, the four zones of discomfort, and how to navigate through the zones with expansion and not constriction. Dr. Jamal Frewster is a doctor who helps strengthen the soul. He's on a life mission of providing for the tired provider and powerfully shifting the cultural perspective on chiropractic. As a chiropractor and life coach, the essence of his work goes beyond the pain and into the root cause of suffering, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Now, Dr. Jamal Furster is also going to be at Soul Revival. You've been hearing me talk about this event, and it's for good reason, because it is going to be fucking epic. So join us at Soul Revival 2022 on March 26th in Tucson, Arizona. The ticket link is in the show notes. And yes, there are virtual tickets available for those of you who cannot join us in person. But if you can join us in person, I highly recommend you do so. It's such a fantastic opportunity to one, dive deeper into your own inner work and two, connect with a like-minded tribe of amazing people. Now, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, I ask that you please drop a rating and review on iTunes and download a few episodes. All the downloads, the ratings and reviews help get this podcast out to more people around the world. And of course, don't forget to grab a copy of my book, Potent Leadership. You can grab your copy on Amazon. You can also grab a copy on Audible and listen to my voice. It's, it's a real activation, I got to say. Um, or if you don't want to support Amazon, you can walk into your local bookstore and ask them to order a copy for you today. Now it is time. It is time to learn about the four zones of discomfort and how to find your way through discomfort with Dr. Jamal Frewster. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, changemakers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremon, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey leaders, and welcome to another episode of Potent Truth. And 
episode three of a three-part series where we are talking to speakers from Soul Revival, which is coming up March 26th. Join us there. And this speaker, today's guest, he's extra special. Don't tell Brett Jones, but this one's a little extra special because we had, I had the honor of being able to work with him as my client um, in the Thought Leader Collective in 2020 and really witness his evolution over these past few years into a true leadership role, not just role by the name and title, but by really claiming who he is and what he's here to do. So Dr. Jamal Frewster, Dr. Jamal Frewster, (laughs) welcome to Potent Truth. Oh man, it feels good to be here, sister. It feels real good. Yeah, because it's been two years since you've been here. And for those which of you who is wild. Yeah, super so much has happened. For those of you who want to listen to that episode, just go to episode 193 to listen to that one. And you will for sure feel the evolution of Jamal, just even this tonality and how he's showing up. So I'm excited to see what we jam on today. Um, well, I know what we're gonna jam on. It's uh, one of the things that I love to embody in my daily life, and that is discomfort. (laughs) But um, let's talk about you first a little bit, because the last couple of years, you've really grown into your own, you know, from when we first met, you were still a student of chiropractic. Um, you had just started your life coaching business. You had just started your podcast, by the way, soul coffee, soul coffee, tune in everyone. (laughs) He dropped some mean meditations in there. Mm. So, um, and now here you are working at, a top and chiropractic office, which, you know, for anyone who's in Tucson, go to the source. It's beautiful in there. And Jamal is super fun to work with. Um, but it's been a journey just on the personal side of things. And I'd love for you to just speak a little bit to that, to offer some context to the topic that we're going to drop into today. Mm. I mean, I think it's a beautiful recollection of things as when we first started working together, it was uncomfortable or in a state of discomfort to, you know, even to invest in myself in the way that you did. And you broke it down, obviously, so well in how things could be affordable. I'm doing air quotes for anyone that can't see me um, as a student, but I just felt so called on that first, like, summoning, if you will, when you're creating the Thought Leadership Collective. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna bang this. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna bang out this application. And I want because it felt so good to me. And to be able to fast forward into now and last year in 2021, as you know, we closed things out in about 2020 for the TLC. And last year was rough. It was rough as fuck, straight up. Um, There's a lot of transition. So I graduated from Life University, my chiropractic school in March, 2021, but I had moved to Oakland in the beginning of January. So I packed up all my stuff, my home, I left my community, I left a relationship. Um, and I just had, I literally felt a death of me from transitioning literally to the other side of the country and all that came with it and trying to find this new realm of focus for focusing in on chiropractic as I had started life coaching in 2020, which felt amazing work with a number of different students and doctors, 
um, nurses as well. 2021, that work evolved a little bit, but 2021, I think really focused on chiropractic. And after I was in the Bay for just a few months, I again, picked up all my shit, my life and moved to Tucson where I stay with my now house me or roomie, Alex Liu, the director and videographer of the Source Chiropractic. And it was so uncomfortable to even just be held by him as I wasn't getting paid quite yet because the office wasn't open. Um, I wasn't even done with my boards yet. So I was in this space and in between from where I was to who I was stepping into, where I think a lot of people are entering or kind of in this crux of Dr. Kate Jones speaks on being at the intersection of birthing who you are and in between who you're becoming. And I felt all those labor pains as it was so uncomfortable to heal and face my um, perceived lack of integrity, lack of wholeness. Am I aligned with my word? Um, I'm not quite a doctor yet because I didn't have my boards done. I'm away from family. I'm homesick. I don't have anybody but Alex, Brett, Kate, and Danielle at that point in this new city. So 2021 for me was such a rendition of being uncomfortable but what I'd like to share with y'all, you know, in this podcast episode and give y'all a little map on how to navigate that uncomfortability, one of the key components to it, which I'm grateful for and that I had community with was leaning the fuck in and giving myself permission to feel all those pain points, emotions and different things to then help evolve through things. As I think oftentimes people can run away from it or try to numb the pain. I'm like, nah, baby, I want you to feel it because in that pain and discomfort, there are potent values and principles and lessons that your medicine can become, especially as a leader. Mm, yep. So much truth there. And for anyone who's ever leaned into that discomfort, like we're all here nodding our heads, like, yep, been there, done that in that. Now we get it right. But our society has been trained over, mm. you know, the past few decades, especially has been trained to dis uh, bypass the discomfort through some magic formula pill mm -hmm. medicine surgery whatever the fuck it is right like mm -hmm. let's just bypass the the pain let's just numb the discomfort let's just find the quickest easiest route through mm -hmm. but that never ever leads to true healing nor does it lead to a true sense of lasting change you know it's almost like band-aid effects and so we have a, a collective of human beings in our society who are living replacing their band-aids right because they mm -hmm. just they're so scared of being uncomfortable mm -hmm. why do you think that is well it sucks to be uncomfortable one it doesn't feel good right our nervous system gets agitated we don't feel good um we are faced with uncertainty which rubs up against one of our basic human needs for security, right? We, we mm -hmm. want security at all times. And so our unconscious minds are always constantly working to find some sense of security. And so when we are uncomfortable, there's a sense of, of insecurity, a sense of uncertainty that we are faced with. And so the unconscious mind wants to naturally like, oh, let's fix this. Let's just get through this. Let's, let's figure out the easiest, quickest route out of this. Let's find our way back into that comfortable place where we feel secure, where we know what to expect. Because with mm. discomfort, you don't know what to expect, right? Discomfort is so unpredictable. Mm. I appreciate that answer so much as 
what you're hitting on, it vamps up the nervous system and pushes people into a survival kind of mindset, scarcity mindset. And it can be really tough for people to come back and navigate that uh, uncertainty or just that survival kind of um, physiology. It's a stress physiology. A lot of people don't stress themselves or put themselves in stressful situations intentionally to increase their bandwidth or their capacity to navigate through things. Other people are so used to being in a stress physiology. It's all that they know. And to be able to receive and be able to be at peace and be able to lean on other people, shifting from an independent, I got this because I've had to get myself for so long into interdependence. I think that's, that's appreciative. It's like, and then there's people that are somewhere in between where it's just new for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it's so funny because, uh, my entire life, I feel like I've been in a giant cold plunge, you know, I've, <laughs> let's just say like, I, I would I, like probably from, from the age of, of 11, I learned, I learned, um, to be really independent, to be a lone wolf, to take hold of my mm-hmm. own healing and time mm-hmm. and time and time again, at different points in my life, I, I, I put myself in those scenarios and, I see that there's a gift in all of it, right? There's a gift in consciously choosing the discomfort, right? To, to flex our adrenals, to flex our nervous system, Mm. to really like get in those reps. Right. Mm. And, and then there's also this beauty. And this is what I've been leaning more into over the past year is there's also the beauty and the receptivity and being in for those of us who are constantly putting ourselves in discomfort to find the spaces of comfort within the discomfort, if that Mm. makes sense, like to find the flowy pieces within all of that and not make like, I think discomfort people think about that and they think it always has to be so hard and so masculine and jumping into a cold plunge and, and, you know, sitting with combo, but it can also be very feminine. You know, like if we look at, at a woman giving birth, that's not comfortable at all. There is a baby popping out of your vagina. So many things about that super, super uncomfortable. And yet there's so much beauty in that. Mm. so much feminine energy and so there's like I think a perception of discomfort that we need to change that doesn't always have to be forced it doesn't always have to be given by force Mm. that's good and what you touched on was the recognition of nature the recognition of birthing example it's another being coming into a coming into the game coming into reality and how sacred how beautiful is that where if you could appreciate and shift your lens into appreciating yourself that you're literally birthing a new version of you as you're walking through the uncomfortability that, wow, how beautiful is that? So that way you can appreciate or find and hold on to and navigate the flow aspects of things. What you're touching on is is finding ease in the discomfort, finding ease or a smoothness or fun or inspiration or excitement in things getting uncomfortable, because I think this is really setting things up for, uh, I'd like to give y'all a map in this podcast episode. So that way y'all can figure out and plan and strategize and even just recognize where you might be in the different zones of uncomfortability and how potent that can be to give y'all something to, to find y'all feet under yourselves as you're navigating the ebbs and flows and cycles of life. Mm. 
So let's talk about that. Let's yeah, talk let's talk about, about it. Yeah. First and foremost, this is important because this dropped in in TLC, the need for integration. Mm-hmm. I get the chance to look at Rube as we're talking, which is cool uh, because when I say integration now in this moment, for me, it means giving yourself the space to allow your mind and your body to catch up with each other. What can that look like? It can look like stillness. It can look like reflection. It can look like journaling. And it can look like giving yourself the space to just recuperate because we're in a very masculine dominant society. We're just doing, doing, doing. A lot of leaders think they just got to keep doing, doing, doing. But the medicine is in your being. It's in your beingness. So when I say integration, I want you to picture this beautiful, delicious, warm, cozy space that is your comfort zone. And y'all might hear all the time, you know, growth happens outside your comfort zone, outside your comfort zone. But regardless of where you traverse and where you travel, you got to come home and you got to be able to integrate that so you can sit and you can marinate in the lessons, the lessons that you're learning. Because otherwise, if you just keep doing, 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 that's how you're going to lead to states of dis-ease. That's how you're going to lead to burnout. That's going to, how you, it's, it's just not a sustainable practice. And if you want an example, just look at the United States. And you could take a better, you know, uh, Eagle's view of the healthcare system, as I love working with doctors and nurses for life coaching, yes, but, you know, neurologically with their nervous system. So that way they can be more into themselves and they can help shift from stressed physiology uh, to relaxed physiology. It's either one or the other. And I don't think a lot of people understand this because you're either stressed or you're unstressed. Biologically, a cell cannot be in a state of defense or relaxation. And because the body is responding in harmony with all of the trillions of cells that make your being and your physiology up, your whole body is literally in a state of ease or dis-ease, stressed or relaxation. So zone one, or you could just say home, I like to call it, or your being zone is the comfort zone and is quite necessary. Zone number one, as we take this step out, there's a principle that we operate in Kairos training culture, which is a group of chiropractors that Dr. Brett co-founded long short on how to be a good human being. Um, And in that capacity, there's navigating 10% outside your comfort zone. I gave the example earlier of the financial investment, like diving in with Ruby and the TLC. Best decision that I've made, by the way, but that was 10% outside of my comfort zone where I was like, ooh, I don't know how to do this, but it was something that I could come back from. You can apply this in any of the domains of life, and I'll list them real quick. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationship-wise, fun and adventure, and or professionally. These various eight domains of life, you can venture 10% out in any of these different ways that y'all would like to, and then you can come back because there's lessons to be applied and to be appreciated in your own life. But these, are, these all are both interconnected and they promote growth in some way, shape, or form. And I'd like to take a quick pause there so that way people can catch up. Mm. Yeah. There's so much that you said right there that is important. I think the first thing was that the, that zone of just being that comfort 
place that it is necessary. Cause I think that there's a lot, especially in the personal development space of like, get out of your comfort zone. Get Yes. We need to get out of our comfort zone. And like I was saying earlier, I'm currently in this, this phase, a season in my life where I'm finding my way back in a place of comfort because my body mm. has been like super agitated and super, I, I've been testing it a lot and mm. there's a need for it to like come back home, land the ship is what I call it. Like there's a need to just Ooh. land this ship. Land and, the ship. And so I'm glad that you said that. And I think for a lot of people um, that will offer a sense of relief, but I also reiterating that it's not about staying in that zone mm. of comfort right so so what so what else is there then this is good I just want to touch I love that 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 picture landing the ship or I think of a plane too because if I'm not mistaken planes deteriorate quicker if they don't fly mm. so quite necessarily there is stress and if you want to look at nature for example one constant stress that is always placed upon us is gravity. Mm -hmm. If you're a human being, you got to navigate gravity because that is the invitation for you to grow. And then depending upon how you navigate the world, we'll expedite things. You can look at the physiology or whatever it may be, but just an invitation for y'all. You are quite literally meant to grow and adapt. But when things happen outside of our bandwidth, and I got my hands up in front of me, happen outside of our bandwidth or they're too much of a stimulus, that's where trauma and that's where uh, uh, a bigger stimulus can, can occur. And I'll talk about that in zones three and four. Zone number two, uh, that's the pain um, threshold, if you will. So that can be a little bit more tense. It was outside of the 10%. So physically, y'all might have, y'all might be dis deconditioned, but when you get back to the gym after it's been a few weeks and coach crushes you or you go to a CrossFit class or whatever, and you're sore all over, maybe you like tweak the hammy, God forbid, knocking on wood for y'all. That's a pain point, or that was too much of a stimulus. If, if uh, y'all following me financially, is too much of an investment or whatever it may be. And it just takes time. It takes resources to slow down and to really allocate things. This is where once more, when you come home, when you land the ship, when you land the plane, you know, you need to quote unquote, lick your wounds for a little bit as there's more time to heal from yet still you can, for the most part, zones one and two, you can consciously initiate, or you can pick this stimulus that you want to experience because still, you know, once you heal from, crushing the gym or that healed hammy, you're going to be a bigger, badder, stronger version of yourself energetically once more. want to take a quick point to acknowledge too, when you are intentionally venturing in zone one and two, this allows you to meet people in this three-dimensional kind of reality or meet people where they're at, how they're at, and why they're at. So in the biodiversity of how you choose to grow, it just connects you to more human beings. Mm -hmm. zone number three this is where things start to be too much of a stimulus where it's like you want to a numb or b you just want to run away from it this is where i think a lot of people who are super stressed in our society and in our world whether it's how they have their heart broken they have to file for bankruptcy they have to they're experiencing these just these larger stimuli and i keep saying stimuli as that comes from a mentor of mine, Dr. Lance von Stade. He says something, whether we're diving into cold water or whatever it is, like, it's just a stimulus. You want to say just a stimulus. It's all just an invitation for you to grow. However, the third zone is incumbent about 
that which we want to numb or run or run away from. And also when we can come back from these larger uh, impulses and stimuli, this is where you can begin to tap into a little bit more of your medicine as these very, very large pain points, especially a broken heart or especially, you know, a bigger impulse from what you might venture into on the day to day, you know, in the 10% or in zone two, you know, there's more to be extracted from this. Mm. I feel like that's where most people are like, fuck it. I need my comfort zone back. Get me back to that place where things are comfortable. Give me something to numb out. Give me something to like cut off what I'm feeling. Let me, and, and when I say numb out, I mean like whether it's a pill, whether it's the TV, whether it's, you know, any other addiction out there. Um, it's like a lot of people, when they start to feel that, that discomfort creep in, there's this automatic autopilot response of like, nope, nope, this isn't safe. This isn't secure. Let me get out of mm-hmm. here. And again, that's the subconscious mind going to work. And that's very important. As I want to touch on what Ruby just said, she's mentioned the unconscious mind and the subconscious mind. I'd like to invite y'all to think about it in a different way as it's actually the superconscious. Subconscious means that it's less than. And with subconscious or unconscious work, it governs 90% of our thoughts, habits, actions, all capacities that then translate into our expression. If we're able, or when we're able, excuse me, to be able to come back from these zone three kind of level stimuli, once more, there's big opportunity to reshape a societal construct. Because like Ruby said, the default is I want to numb this, alcohol, weed, TV, whatever it may be. And this is also where people can begin to have their wills broken. And when I say wills, I mean their their drive, their want, you know, ah, fuck it. I give up, right? I'll just go back to literally the way of being, which is in your neurology. As a chiropractor, I help literally bring awareness to your neurology and what's your default pattern? What do you fall to? What's the, what's the expression that you just, you know, this feels safe or this feels home? Because if you can recognize the mechanism and how it's happening and you can recognize the pattern, you are now conscious of all that you relapse to and when you're able to work through this, identify and work and amplify and leverage your super conscious, you're going to experience massive growth from that. AKA 2021, got my shit kicked in, moving away from my family, my community relationship. So by invitation, I literally got to know myself at such a depthful level to where I'm reintroduced to these spaces or even, you know, my last partner, you know, I'm so grounded in who I am now because I got to achieve that once more. Keep in mind, the key to moving through all these folks is leaning the fuck in, or what I like to say is LTFI, baby. <laughs> LTFI. Yeah, leaning Hello the Porter. fuck in. Yeah, putting cool. that on a shirt. <laughs> I've been bugging Jamal for these shirts. Um, so they're coming, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, it's in happening. they're in the works. Okay, so we've gone through the first three zones. So then yep. what comes next? What's the fourth zone? Last one is a space of where I hope and I trust that, you know, a lot of people don't need to go to and that they can learn the lessons from from those that were quite literally thrown into the deep end of life. This is disassociation. Mm -hmm. This is where you're in a point in life where you don't always just say, fuck it, but you renounce or you say, you know what, you can have my body, but you'll never touch my soul. This comes from deep levels of trauma 
abuse. Um, and I'll just share where I come from. I come from, and I've been in this space of sexual abuse. And this is where I think a lot of the, I don't want to say legends, but a lot of the people that have ventured so deep within themselves to effort to heal the massive impulse where there's just a surrender of the body or it's so far past numbing it, 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 for me, it leaves no question without a doubt, uh, a separation that there's the body, uh, there's the soul, and then there's the mind, or there's the energy that unites the two, but it's you just surrender your body. And this is a space where if you have the opportunity or you, you've experienced this in life, because I really think that it can be a gift, because if you're being thrown into that deep plunging of, of trauma or stimuli, life, the universe, God, whatever you resonate with, you're chosen, like you are chosen. And if not saying it's easy, but when you can accumulate your community, your resources, which can be community, your mentors, books, um, breath work, movement, all these different practices that we can dive into later on to come back from such a deep space. When you sit with these lessons and when you sit with yourself and you sit with how your body's expressing itself and you sit with the lessons, God, you are going to be unstoppable, ungovernable, and so certain because I think in zone four is where you truly can appreciate the depth of these life codes that are now being activated and that are now going to be channeled through you because you have seen, you have witnessed, and you didn't have a choice to experience these lessons that so much of humanity doesn't even need to think about. I dare say out of privilege because they don't need to consider things, but it's just out of ignorance and when I say ignorance it's just a lack of knowing and that's okay mm-hmm. yeah a lack of knowing a lack of, of of being in that space a lack of um sometimes it's just the awareness right we just don't have that awareness yet we don't have the awareness yet but we create mm-hmm. the awareness um I'd love for you to offer our listeners just zooming back out the four zones what are they yeah. So first and foremost, it's home. It's your being zone and it's nice, home and delicious. So you got to sit with yourself and I hope you can kind of just like shimmy your shoulders and really just feel that because, Ooh, before we recap, this is important. I got a question for y'all. Ooh, I want to know your answer too. <laughs> Where in the body is the comfort zone located? Hmm. For me, it's definitely, um, where's my comfort zone located? Like, where do I feel comfort or discomfort first? Mm. however you want to respond to the question I'm open (laughs) I mean I usually feel discomfort first in my gut gut reaction it exists Mm. Mm -hmm. and my comfort zone I mean to me it's like the space where I always feel the most connected and that's my heart Ooh, ooh, I appreciate that as I think that ooh, I think what you just hit on the gut and the heart those are compasses to that you can help find home. And I, what I'm working on right now is your comfort zone is located in your nervous system, AKA your spine and your brain, because mm-hmm. wherever you go, there you are. And as a chiropractor, once more, it's really cool. I can literally palpate or I can feel, even just, I can see in your posture, where are you storing your stress? Mm-hmm. And when I say stress, once more, that word stimuli, I can see where and how your body has gotten used to storing things. So 
just know that your comfort zone is located in your nervous system. And the more that you can effort to get your nervous system cleared through breath work, through movement, through dance, through song, through massage, through acupuncture, through chiropractic, through all these different things or uh, primal yelling that uh, Ruby is accustomed to. It's all means of expressing and helping you expand your comfort zone. So zones one, zone one is venturing 10% out in all the eight different domains of life. It's a good stimulus and it's enough to come home from not too crazy. You can do this on the day-to-day. Zone two, that's when it's more of a pain point. You are super sore. Maybe you came closer, you pulled a hammy, maybe had an uncomfortable conversation, which a lot of people are having, especially when it comes to mandates, when it comes to choices and all those things. We don't got to dive into it, but know that zone two revolves around pain. Zone three, that's when there's a want to numb or a want to run. This is when it's a very large stimuli that invokes a wanting to return to our default patterns of comfortability, recession, and just there's a real need to come back to safety because there's just so much of a stimuli. You just got to numb or run away from it. And last is zone four. And zone four is disassociation, which is a forsaking of the body, which is when it's a, it can be an experience where you actually observe yourself. And this is where people who've experienced deep amounts of trauma, abuse, um, neglect, and kind of like the five wounds of the soul, um, they can come from this, this realm. Hmm. Thank you for reiterating that. And, you know, for everyone listening, what a great tool to be able to discern where you're at. Where am I at today? Which zone am I operating in today? Super important. You know, the awareness is what helps us move through things. Without the awareness, we like it's like without the awareness of fear, we just live in fear, right? Without the awareness of pain, we just live in pain. And that's why, you know, without the awareness of health, we just live in disease. And then it was funny because like, once I started getting healthy, I realized how unhealthy I was. It's like, but when you're in that space, you don't, you don't feel, you don't feel it. Cause you don't know any different. This is so good. Cause you can apply this. Like, you know, a fish doesn't know it's out of water until it's like, Oh wow. Shit. This is where I'm at. Your ocean is your physiology is your body is your home. And until you get adjusted, just because that's the quickest and most powerful way I know how to shift things, you don't know what you don't know until you're out of it. So that's why it's so important to effort to know. Real quick on the zones too. I mentioned zone one and two is how you can meet people in more uh, more of a three-dimensional kind of reality and just where we're at in space. Zones three and four. When you're able to heal, extract the lessons, the principles, the values, the morals, all these different things from those stimuli and those pain points, it expands the depth of your container. Mm -hmm. So zones one and two is, uh, I guess you could say meeting in the, uh, not the width, but in this kind of, this kind of realm, but zones three and four, it expands the container or this space that you're able to hold because you've been there and you can recognize it within others, but then you can also hold space for, which I imagine the listeners here aren't foreign to what that concept what might be. Because once more, when you come home and you integrate these different traumas, it literally up, it literally levels up or it expands the space in energetically what you can do and how you can be for yourself first, for people secondary. Mm, yes, especially that part. <laughs> 
for yourself first, others second, super important. What would you say, like with your work, your hands-on work, for example, in the chiropractic office, where do you see most people holding their discomfort nowadays? Because I feel like we're in this collective energy with humanity at this moment. Yeah. I think honestly, and I've been saying this, and it's nice for you to ask this question. It's in the mid back. It's actually not the low back or even, you know, headaches or you know, the neck, but it's the keystone is the mid back because it's a bridge from what we're able to look at. I'm like rotating, looking with my head versus what really supports us, which is our low back. And a lot of people are in this closed off, compressed, guard my heart, guard my organs, mm-hmm. because on our front side of our bodies, we don't, we have some ribs, but it's a very vulnerable place to be. So energetically and emotionally, a lot of people store different uh, anger or different emotions in these various organs, which is uh, being discovered or has been known in the study of Eastern medicine, acupuncture, which we have acupuncturists here. So it's great to compare philosophies, but that then results if there's this compression on the front of the body, well, then it adds tension to the back of the body. So a lot of people in addition to technologically, a lot of people are just in this forward head position or text neck, or they're just walking around looking like croissants and shit. Um, (laughs) They just don't know. So the most common pattern I see is a closed off, stiff, lockdown mid back, which then impacts because the mid back is meant for rotation. It's meant to move and groove. And if that's not moving or grooving, well then guess what tries to make up for things? Mm. Mm. Neck. Or low back or both. Hmm. So interesting um, with the how that's associated with the, the movement, because um, what came to mind was then that sense of stagnancy, which is interesting because in during these times, it, the those who have deemed themselves as the ones in power are also manipulating people, pushing people into states of stagnancy, which is also interesting. Um, but yeah, funny enough, I never, ever, ever in all my years of getting adjusted, ever had to get my mid back adjusted ever. It's always been like my upper back. Cause that's where my head injury was or my lower back way back in the day. But my mid back that started coming up last year. Mm-hmm. And that's so interesting that you say that, uh, because you know, I, when I think back to what I just said about stagnancy and and what's happening in our world, it's like, no, I've been moving and grooving. I'm still doing my thing. I'm not isolated or, or doing any of that shit. However, the collective energy is real, you know? And often I believe, I don't know what you believe, but we can talk about this, that sometimes the discomfort that we're carrying, it's not always all of our discomfort. Like we feel discomfort around us, whether it's from our loved ones or from what's happening in the world. And, but it's like our nervous system takes it. Uh, How Mm -hmm. would you like, is that true? Do we just like take the discomfort? I think a lot of people are, I think all people are empathetic. They can't, they can tune into it. It's not just like, oh yeah, she's an empath. No, you're just not sensitive to it. And there are people that are more sensitive, but a lot of people try to literally take on others pain or they're not sensitive to have boundaries energetically Mm -hmm. to protect themselves from what other people might be experiencing whether some people are in a fight or you know they're yelling in a public space or whatever it may be how is it that we can sense and we can feel 
what others might be feeling. And it's because quite biologically, we're engineered to be able to experience each other. And if you're, depending upon what you're consuming, uh, depending upon what you're viewing, what you're seeing, who you're around, that's why your environment is so important. Um, because you gotta know what are you once more unconsciously filtering into your system and trying to put energy towards. So it might quite be, be, be a fact, like example A, like our two CAs, they're awesome. One might be, one influences the state of the other. So if one's feeling a little bit more anxious and one, uh, Jeanette, she was like, oh man, I, I don't know why, but I'm feeling a little anxious. And Olivia, she was like, oh, that's because like, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious right now. So there's a fine dance and fine line being able to discern what is mine versus what is someone else's. Mm -hmm. Because if you are, and that's why it's so important, like you've been fucking crushing it, shout out to you, you know, killing the game and your morning practice and your movement and your breath work and your ceremony and sitting with yourself. And there's a really clear indicator that you know who the fuck that you are. So that way, if you're walking grocery shopping or whatever it may be, you can be able to attune yourself like, oh, wow. I feel this sadness or I feel this, whatever it may be, because once more, it's a tone. Mm -hmm. Like sadness has a tone in the body. Anger has a tone in the body. It can be different for every person, but energetically, there is still a very clear indicator of what things might be and what you might be experiencing, which is so important to once more, you got to do the self work to be able to navigate clearly and with a clear windshield, if you will, so that way you're not carrying or driving with other people's weights and shit in the back of your vehicle, aka your body. Mm -hmm. Yep. We are all empaths. I hate this, all this bullshit about like, no, only some people are empaths and some people are not. No, it's built into our human design. Like we are all empaths. Some people just have the awareness. Some people have shut it down because it mm. can be a little painful to be, to feel so much, it's a, right? It's a big, it's a big responsibility to be a human. And yes. I think that's something that a lot of people never have even been told. Like it's a big responsibility to be human because we have a conscious mind and we have will. Therefore we can do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So as we start to near the end of this episode, let me ask you this. Please. When it comes to discomfort, what is one potent truth that our listeners really need to understand about their own discomfort? Mm. It's in two pieces. One, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're right where you're supposed to be, baby. Two, LTFI, lean the fuck in, in all realms, shapes, and forms, because whatever's happening for you is quite literally the codes that you're meant to decipher, transcribe, translate for not just yourself, but I imagine it's got a an inkling, a string towards your soul's purpose and calling while you've been activated, while you volunteered at this time right now, where literally the fucking systems that govern the world are crumbling like cookies. You are being activated, called forward, pulled upon to step into more of why you're, why you're meant to be here and simply remember that. Because in the history of history, you could have been born, you could have been born as a fucking ant as a tree, as whatever it might be, but no, you're a beautiful human being. And as uncomfortable as it might be, as, as, ugh, as uncomfortable it might be in your system, it's okay. 
you are doing great. And if it is resources or resourcefulness that you need to cultivate or that you need to discover, please reach out as you got at least a crazy ass hype man and doctor life coach on this call right now. You have Ruby and all of her resources and invitations to seek the information. But I think it was Tony Robbins that said, it's not a matter of your lack of resources. It's a matter of your resourcefulness that when you can navigate any of these different zones, that's why I want to give you a map. So you got a beautiful place for you to find yourself come home, come back into self, create those spaces for self so that you can begin to decode. And if you need support, we're here. Mm, beautiful. Jamal, thank you so much for sharing your presence, your wisdom, your greatness on the podcast today. If, if people want to connect with you, where's the best place to find you? And I will have these links in the show notes so you don't have to spell it out, but where, where do you want them to hook up with you? <laughs> nice and simple. Find me on Instagram, y'all, at DR Jamal Fuster. I'm sure when you start typing in D-R-J-A-M-A-L, I'll pop up as I think there's only <laughs> one or two docs that are Dr. Jamal. So I'm breaking that narrative as well. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, but I'd say it just focuses as majority of my content is all on Instagram right now. Um, I do have a personal assistant now. So there is going to be a website coming soon with more of my offerings in a clean manner. But just say hi to me on Instagram, especially if something resonated or you need support in this realm. Mm. I'm, I'm surprised that you forgot the podcast. Fuck, I always do that. Always. We're getting better. We're, we're, doing, we're doing better. Also find me on uh, Soul Coffee, which can be found on Spotify or on podcasts. And Ruby shall be finally having your interview there. I imagine the next few weeks throwing that seed. But I got guided meditations coming down the line. I have three on there currently. Um, and I'm open. If there, there's something you're just like, man, I don't know where to fucking start meditation. Fucking hit me up and let's start having a discussion of some of your needs because I want to create things that are valuable for people. But besides the guided meditations, I believe we have 21 or 22 episodes and they are all of some of the most brilliant, intelligent, potent people that I've met in my life that have really helped amplify things. And I'd love for you to experience more of their medicine to unlock yours. So Soul Coffee and Instagram. Mm, amazing. Jamal, thank you. I'm so excited to see you in just a few weeks and perhaps oh. even connect mm. with some of our listeners at Soul Revival. 2022, March 26th in Tucson, Arizona. The ticket link is in the show notes. So go check that out. Go grab your tickets. There's even tickets, uh, virtual tickets for those who can't make it in person. Yes. But for those who want to hang with us in person, dance with us in person, cry with us in person, do all the things in person, come, come to Soul Revival. Oh, Mom, yes. Thank you so much. I love you. I can't wait to see you very mm. soon. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for an episode of Potent Truth, where we are taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. Again, join us at Soul Revival in Tucson, Arizona on March 26th. The link for tickets is in the show notes. If you dig this episode, please share it with a friend. If you found it helpful, drop a rating and review on iTunes. Be sure to connect with Dr. Jamal and myself on Instagram. Our links are in the show notes. And then check back on Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Aho, family. <laughs>